Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danker and Timothy Go. It's time now for Culture Club. An entrepreneur with social change on his mind. Not too bad for our next guest. Well, not only does he believe that turning a profit and making a positive impact in the community are goals that are not mutually exclusive. So our guest started a food business with these as his key performance indicator with his startup Fortitude Kulina that hires the visually impaired as chefs. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, the aim of creating social and economic empowerment for the physically impaired can be quite a tall order. Uh, although I, I do say it's a really good initiative. It is uh, challenging, I'm sure. Sure, but research has shown that uh, at least in 2018 and 2019, it was found that two out of three people with disabilities aged between 15 and 65 were unemployed with disability and poor health. Uh, the most common reasons for not working. Yeah, so let's giving find out. them the yeah. opportunity is a good thing. You just said it right, man. Let's find out a little bit more about this social enterprise. Uh, Aaron Yeo, director for Fortitude Kulina, is on the line with us. Aaron, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Hi. I suppose you could start us off by telling us a little bit more about Fortitude Kalina? Sure, sure. So Fortitude Kalina was started slightly before the pandemic because I have a few visually impaired friends and I realized that actually besides employment, which you just mentioned earlier, they also have a challenge about improving the other four senses when they have lost part of their vision, right? So I just come across that Food actually is not just about fulfilling their hunger. Mm-hmm. It is also actually a good process to allow them to heighten their four senses. Because when we cook, we actually need to use five senses, right? So back then, that was a thought. Hey, since food is so important to them, why don't we use food as a way to run a business and also help them to heighten up their four senses so that they can actually have better quality in life? Yeah, so that was a simple thought back then, yeah. So moving forward to today, uh, Aaron, how has the journey been? The journey has been exciting yet challenging at the same time. Exciting is because I also learned from them how to face challenges in life. And I also actually gather inspiration from them, how to overcome challenges, how to be resilient. So that's the exciting part. Of course, the challenging part is about managing the business. How do I increase the productivity? How do I create? a conducive environment where every one of us can thrive, right? So this is the challenging part because when we talk about food business, right, mm-hmm. customers come is because they want to have flavorful food. It's not because they come to see my chef who is visually impaired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so how do we compete with the bigger boys out there? So that, that is the challenging part, yeah. Why don't you expand on that a little bit for us uh, in terms of that challenge? So how do you, do you conduct these training? What are the programs like? Yeah, so the interesting thing is also that I am not a chef by training. I don't really know how to cook, but I'm fortunate enough to rope in the help of a retired uh, food scientist. So she, she helps to improve the flavors for my visually impaired chef. And of course, uh, the other added advantage is that my visually impaired chef already has some culinary knowledge. Yeah, so this kind of uh, helped me to reduce the stress that I need to handle and also expedite the whole process of launching our products uh, to the market. Aaron, how has it been for your uh, visually impaired chefs, though, this journey? Have you asked them about uh, their experience so far? Yes, I I did check with him over the last two years that he has been with me. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, he quit his previous job, which is also in the kitchen, is because 
his colleagues were less empathetic. Mm-hmm. His colleagues were, you know, helpful at the first time, second time, but at the third time, they are not that keen to borrow their vision to him anymore. Right. Uh, so he quit his job, and when he joined me, he was also a bit hesitant whether uh, is my environment going to be suitable for him. But after a period of time, he realized that actually, yeah, because of the combination of colleagues that we had, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of uh, gave him a more empathetic environment and more understanding, more inclusive. All right. So, Aaron, how do you share this vision and empathy that you have with the rest of your staff? How do you communicate this with them? So, before we onboard new colleagues, I always get them to visit my work to experience the food that we have. Mm-hmm. And from there, I let them know what is the mission and vision and whether are they keen to help out without a pay. So when they are keen to help without a pay and they are able to stick with me for a longer term, that makes me realize that this is the right co-worker that I have found. Okay. Yeah. It must, do you, I mean, I, I know you have, have these onboarding programs and you talk about these tra- training schedules as well. Have you sought any advice from experts outside, perhaps to help with the ideology of an inclusive workforce? Uh, yes. So, uh, so SG Enable, which is mm. the uh, government agency that helps uh, inclusive employment, and they did provide advice. Okay. So basically, they uh, provide me with occupational therapists and how do we mm. redesign the workspace to right. make it safer and uh, hopefully improve the productivity for the uh, differently abled chefs. Right? So they also provide grants uh, to cover part of the uh, renovation costs. Okay. So actually, all these are, are pretty helpful. Yeah. Have you uh, perhaps seen the impact of these success stories uh, within your company, you know, uh, trickle down to other companies or even broader communities sharing or like what we're doing right now on radio? Have you seen that? Uh, There is because there are some, because because I'm situated in uh, SMU downtown. So around me, there are some offices. So the office workers, when they come and buy our food, they taste our food, they interact with the chef. They have been telling me that this is inspiring. It's mm. something that they never imagined that a visual impact can operate together with other able bodies in a kitchen. right? So many of them, they ask, oh, how do we do it? And I just shared whatever I shared earlier, mm. right? Mm. which is to redesign the workspace and also to find the right fit in terms of co-workers. Yeah. So it's not just about the hardware, but yeah. it is also about the heart. H-E-A-R-T, the hardware in every one of us. That is also pretty, very important. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, uh, just a couple more points. I'm curious, I mean, has this resulted, I mean, are you satisfied with the kind of shift uh, in, in perception as a result of uh, the work you're doing at Fortitude Kalina or, or is this something that you continually assess for yourself? I think it's a journey, so it's a continuous assessment because to change mindset and culture, it is an ongoing process. It's yeah. about constant planting of seeds, right? It is not just a one-time-off thing. And furthermore, in a first world city, everyone is busy chasing money, chasing results. It's not so easy for them to slow down their life and take time and uh, interact with us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we've been, we have been speaking with Aaron Yeo, who's director at Fortitude Kalina. Aaron, do appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Thursday evening. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. 
Available on Google Play or the App Store.